Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beats Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again. (laughs) I'm back at it again, man. Listen. We have a lot to discuss, okay, here with the New York Jets, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) We're going to be talking about a report that dropped. It was a a doozy. Another one from Zach Rosenblatt, Diana Rossini, talking about the New York Jets pretty much being completely dysfunctional internally. We're going to be discussing Jermaine Johnson as well, pro bowler, for those of you that do not know. All right. We're also going to be talking about the senior bowl that's coming up. We're also going to mainly discuss the New York Jets offensive line, how it can be fixed. That's the position group we must address. And we might get into Jamal Adams. Goodness gracious. Some Jets fans begging for him to come back. I'll be discussing that tonight, okay? <laughs> Call in 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Listen, let me get into the show because I'm fired up, y'all, okay? Listen, I have the men of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I truly do. And I want to thank everybody that does give me feedback on Facebook, everybody that interacts with me on Facebook as well. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the Facebook game. I respect it. I respect it, okay? Keep in mind, your boy is also on iTunes as well. You can get the podcast audio from iTunes. Go on over to iTunes, type in The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes, okay? Subscribe to the podcast on there. Leave me a five-star rating and give me some feedback, man. Let me know what you folks think about the show, how you feel about everything's going on. I want to thank everybody that does that, too. I appreciate y'all as well. Helps get the show out there. Helps get, you know, people listening. I want to thank everybody that does listen as well. And if I don't say it enough, let me remind, okay, all of the listeners out there, my overseas uh, people, <laughs> I, I, man, listen, I'm always shocked to, to hear, people, hear about people listening to me uh, from overseas. Uh, you know, whether you be in Australia or the UK or I got people listening to me from all over the place, Africa, uh, everywhere. Listen, I appreciate y'all. Okay. And I want to thank you uh, for listening, no matter where you're from o- across the pond. It's always crazy to hear people so far away from me, uh, you know, talking and, and not only talk to me about, about the show, but talk to me about the team and then talk to me about, you know, what I'm doing here on my platform. I appreciate y'all. All right, so salutes and thanks to everybody that listens to me. Again, especially my overseas guys and girls as well, all my Jets brothers and sisters out there. Uh, so, yeah, please go on over to iTunes and check that out. Um, and I want to thank everybody that does that. I'm also on Twitter as well. Going over to Twitter, type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Okay? Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. Let's go back and forth. And I'm also, for those of you that may not know, I'm also on YouTube as well. We put content up on YouTube, okay? Just in case anybody's confused about that. 
Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? Also, give the videos a thumbs up, okay? And share the video across your social media with your friends and your family, all right? But just know that when you come in here, you come check out the live chat, all right? I call my chat the savages. You want to know why? Because they are savage. Listen, <laughs> they go crazy. If they don't like what you bring to the table, they're going to let you know. Okay, trust. And nobody's safe. Don't think they play favorites around here. Nobody is safe. Not even me. Not even me. <laughs> I'm the host of the show. It's the Long Beach Joe show. I'm Long Beach Joe. I'm not even safe. Okay? So, uh, you know, please come on by. Salutes to all of the savages in the chat, man. Mac, Captain K. Captain K says hi from Ireland, Joe. Salutes, Captain K. See? Overseas folks, man. Salutes. Salutes and respect. Thank you for watching. Salutes to Mac, Dakota, everybody in there. All right? So I'm going I'm to show that appreciation to y'all. Thank y'all so much. And again, salutes and respect to all the savages. Be careful. All right? So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Again, Savages, put your questions, your thoughts in the chat. I will come to y'all. Callers, hold on a second. We're going to get through these, uh, these topics very quickly, and I'm going to come straight to y'all. The lines are hot. Rusty, I see you in the building. Salutes. We'll be coming to you. New callers, hold on, okay? Listen, we're going to start off with this <laughs> report that came from Zach Rosenblatt, Diana Racine. Uh, man, oh, man. Here is another one, right? We had a report from them earlier this year about Zach Wilson. And here's another, uh, another thing that they've laid across the desk of Jets fans, okay? Now, a lot, of, a lot of things that was in this report, though, to be completely honest, were things that we already heard, things that, that were pretty much out there already, okay? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out some of the things that stuck out to me that came from this report, all right? One of them starting off was Aaron Rodgers. They pretty much painted – you know, in the article that Aaron Rodgers is like the true GM of the New York Jets. (laughs) He's the true GM of the New York Jets, and Joe Douglas is just kind of like the assistant GM. Speaking of assistant GM, Rex Hogan, according to reports, this had already been worked out in the past. Rex Hogan has parted ways with the New York Jets. And this report came out, Around pretty much around the time that he, you know, was gone, uh, that he it was announced that he had parted ways. But according to, you know, uh, sources, according to a lot of the beat writers, mainly like Connor Hughes, this was worked out. Him parting ways with the Jets had been worked out weeks ago, but it was officially announced the day that this came out as well, which made a lot of Jets fans suspicious. Maybe that Rex Hogan was made the fall guy. So I want to put that out there, okay? Now, getting back to Aaron Rodgers, it painted him as kind of like the actual general manager of the team. Basically, you know, he would tell Joe Douglas, you know, jump, and Joe Douglas would ask him how high. That he was going to bring in, you know, a lot of his own guys, which there were some guys that were brought in that were former Packers, but you also got to keep in mind that offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, also had to sign off on these guys, okay? So it was almost as if they painted that Aaron Rodgers came into the door and said, hey, this is what I want, go get it. And we heard this before already, though. We've heard that Aaron Rodgers gave him a list or whatever it was, you know, 
when they were trying to acquire him in the offseason about guys that he wanted to bring to the football team. It was kind of like a list of demands. Now, with that being said, Aaron Rodgers shut that down publicly. We all know that. He came out and said none of that was true. I did not give them a list. Of course, there's guys that, you know, we discussed, and they said, hey, you know, what are, you, what are your thoughts about him bringing these guys in? And he gave them his honest and fair opinion. But it was never, hey, bring these guys in, or I'm not coming here, or I'm going to force fit these guys into the system, which they're not, right? And that, to me, kind of made it like, uh, you know, we've heard this before. The guys that they brought in, Alan Lazard being one, and he's the biggest name because he's trash, okay? <laughs> I mean, Alan Zard this year has been a complete nightmare. Whoa. I mean, wow. $44 million. The first year, he's awful. We benched him this year. He was playing so bad. He runs lazy routes. He drops footballs. This does not look like the Alan Lazard that I saw with the Packers. Maybe he's going to be better next year. But even when asked about – Alan Lazard, Robert Sulla said publicly on a podium, he's got a year and a half left here. <laughs> he's got about a year and a half left here. Okay. Uh, that's a, that spoke volumes. All right. But you got guys like Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard, excuse me, Cobb, Randall Cobb, Billy Turner, trash, another trash tackle, Tim Boyle, who was here as well. These are just a couple of the guys that were brought in that are former, you know, Packers or guys that are, you know, have some connection to Aaron Rodgers or are familiar with Nathaniel Hackett. Now, I looked at it like this. We've seen this in the past. We've seen other coaches bring in guys. Rex Ryan is was our former head coach here. He brought in guys like Bart Scott, brought a safety, Jim Leonard in here. He brought guys that have been familiar with his system to the New York Jets to help, you know, the system get along, you know, faster, help guys learn from different positions, and also bring in familiar faces that were familiar with what he was doing there to help things work along. And I think that was kind of the same thing here. I don't think the Jets did anything super crazy. Even Lazard being brought in, I know people want to go back and play revisionist history. Lazard, if you look at the free agency period, was one of the top wide receivers in free agency when we grabbed him. He was one of them, okay? And if we didn't sign him, somebody else would. Okay, now to this point, he's been trash. It hasn't worked out so far. We'll see if he can reignite things uh, this upcoming season. But here we are. So, again, we've heard that. You know, and I wasn't wasn't surprised by that. Again, it's been kilbosh though publicly by uh, Aaron Rodgers in the past. But there were things said about Nathaniel Hackett in this article as well that kind of I wouldn't say threw me through a loop, but really opened uh, opened up my eyes a little bit and had and kind of brought the brought to the light some things that could be again could be true about what's been going on here, especially offensively. Okay, now. A lot of what was said about Hackett, again, is some of the things that we've seen. And I think this kind of lended credence to some of the things that we've seen as well and things that we've talked about. Um, They started off by kind of saying that he placated to Aaron Rodgers and allowed him to kind of have his way with the play calling and all those things. And I wasn't shocked about that, okay? Even when in the article it kind of made it seem like he just allowed Aaron Rodgers to call his own plays and call his own shots with plays and just do his thing. That's not surprising to me. Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett built this offensive system. Those are the two guys that have, that put this thing together. (laughs) Like like he literally is another coach on the field. And that was one of the things that we talked about when we brought Aaron Rodgers into the building. And especially when Hackett, we knew that Hackett was going to be the offensive coordinator was, Hey, Aaron Rodgers is going to be another coach on the field because he literally built this system. He knows exactly what to check in, what to check out, 
You don't have to ask a, a thousand different people. We don't have to rely as heavily on Nathaniel Hackett because he's got another beautiful offensive mind. <laughs> Chris Johnson, he got another beautiful offensive mind, right? That is Aaron Rodgers on the field. So that to me wasn't surprising. I'm not shocked by that at all. Not shocked by it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers built the system with Nathaniel Hackett. It is what it is, right? But then, according to sources uh, within this article that you know Rosenblatt and Rossini went through, they spoke to some coaches, and the sources that were coaches said that they'd never seen a team watch less tape in training camp, and other sources that were players reported to Rossini and Rosenblatt that Hackett lacks attention to detail. Now, that was kind of eye-opening, right? That was eye-opening to me. I'm like, wow, because I remember something different, okay? If anyone can go back, C.J. Uzama, early in the offseason, when Aaron Rodgers was out there with the guys and he was trying to show them the offense and getting everything going and, you know, guys were running things and if he didn't like like how you ran the route or if he didn't like how the offensive set was going, he would stop it start over again. Those are things that we talked about, right? And camp and everything, if we were, you know, grinding and getting things rolling as things were really getting in motion and we were working in towards the preseason, CJ Uzama got on a podium and talked about how he was sitting back and watching film off the field consistently with Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett and how not only on the field were they getting coached on a level that really helped him get better and learn new things every day. He literally said that. I'm learning new things every day. And, again, C.J. Uzama is a veteran. This guy, this ain't his first time around the block. C.J. Uzama just didn't show up yesterday. No, he, he'd been in the league for a minute before he got to the Jets, right? And he talked about how he was learning new things every day. They were making sure that things were on point, that the attention to detail was there, and that they were working every single day to get better. And he was learning so many new things, new nooks and crannies about the offense. So when I heard that, that whole audio immediately played in my head. I said, huh, that's, that's different than what C.J. Uzama said, right? Now the article went on to also speak about Nathaniel Hackett, that he didn't make adjustments when playing younger players, which led to a lot of penalties, right? We saw that. <laughs> we saw that. Pre-snap penalties. You know, when they started playing like Jeremy Ruckert and uh, Xavier Newman and all these guys because there were so many things moving and shaking out there, there was a lot of pre-snap penalties. And the New York Jets led or, or were near the top of the league in penalties in the league. We all know that. It was awful. It was so bad this season. It was terrible. I mean, it was pre-snap penalty after pre-snap penalty at false starts. We saw it all, okay? And that caused a lot of issues, too. And, again, we saw that. And that there was also a lack of adjustments offensively. We saw that as well. That, that, I mean, the report hit there at least, in my personal opinion. I believe that again. Because we heard it from players. We heard about the frustration with the lack of adjustments. We heard it from Alan Lazard right after a loss. I believe it was to Miami. That was a tough loss. Alan Lazard looked into a camera <laughs> with all the lights on in front of everybody and literally said that the New York Jets were out-schemed and out-efforted in the loss to Miami. Now, keep in mind, Alan Lazard is trash, but he said that publicly. 
after the season, Garrett Wilson stood in the closeout meeting, and I'll get to the callers and everybody in just a second. Hold on. I see y'all. Trust. I'm coming to y'all. Garrett Wilson stood on a podium after the closeout speaking to the media, and he literally said, even though everybody tells me that I had a great season, I feel like this is the worst season I've ever had in my career. He said, Whatever, what happened this year should never happen again. Offense should not be this hard. I'm sitting on the sidelines watching other teams' offenses adjust, but some reason, for some reason we can't adjust. He talked about this. He talked about the lack of adjustment in the play calling. He talked about the offenses, offensive struggles. He looked like he was standing up there looking like somebody shot his dog, I'm telling you. Garrett Wilson looked like if he could get off the Jets that day and go somewhere else, that he would be gone immediately. That's the way he looked. You can't blame him. And he had over 1,000 yards again this season. That's two years in a row. He also talked about Garrett Wilson. He also talked about how he vented to the coaching staff. He didn't go in detail to what he said to the coaching staff, but he said that he sat down with the coaching staff, and they allowed him to vent, and he let him have it. And he went off and said what he had to say. So the lack of adjustments and all those things, the struggles with the play calling, not surprised. Especially again, you look at what uh, you look at the struggles that Nathaniel Hackett seemingly had trying to adjust his play calling to Zach Wilson. That that was awful, right? He tried to run a lot of things that worked with Aaron Rodgers, but didn't work with some of the other players. So we know that, we know that, right? Now another thing that they talked about in the article was Sulla. Now, this was a bit more eye-opening to me because these were things that we did not hear about Sulla, okay? Some of these things, okay? And one of the things that was in there is that once Aaron Rodgers went down, Sulla basically went on the woe-is-me path, you know? Basically looked like, hey, the season's over. I'm just trying to survive here. That's what it is. But right when Aaron Rodgers went down. It also said in the article that he researched the top coaches in the league and what their records looked like once they lost their starting or their top quarterback. And then he took that information to Woody Johnson to vie for him to keep his job. I'm kind of thrown back by this. Now, this, I don't know, right? I don't really know. You could see the frustration in Robert Sellers' face, especially towards the end of the season. Things were just not good. But this Jets team, especially the Jets defense, didn't give up. Matter of fact, this Jets defense was frustrated because the coaching staff, partly Robert Sulla, right, this defensive staff was telling them, hey, listen, if they don't score, they can't win. Anybody remember that? Sauce said that himself. They're telling us if they don't score, they can't win. So we have to handle business the way we have to handle business. Keep in mind, after the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers, we still beat the Bills on Monday night. Also played an extremely competitive game and should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. That was Zach Wilson was the starter on that. We beat Philadelphia. So uh, the woe is me pass and just basically throwing his hands up on the season, I don't know about that. Because this team, mainly this defense, still was out there fighting. Still was out there fighting right, even the rest of the season. Now, there were some bumpy roads. There were some games where it was tough, but you could tell they were gassed because they was on the field all game. But they were still out there competitive, and it didn't seem like Robert Sulla. 
given up or the defensive staff had given up on the season. That would have seemed like to me. We'll be talking with you folks tonight. It was also said in the article that he uh, blamed <laughs> he blamed Zach Wilson, the offensive line, and the wide receivers <laughs> for the Jets' offensive issues. I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was, right? <laughs> Our offensive line was trash, and we saw those. We saw that impact, and we saw the struggles of Zach Wilson at times. I'm especially running for his life. We saw the struggles of all our quarterbacks running for their lives. Even the backup. Tim Boyle was awful. Trevor Simeon was awful. And the wide receiver core, I mean, you can't blame Garrett Wilson. And Xavier Gibson, he played well this year. Alizar was awful. Okay? So that part was what it was. The article also went on to talk about Zach Wilson. Of course, we've heard this about Zach Wilson about after being benched in Miami that Sulla came to him and told him that he was going to trade him in the offseason. We don't know that to be factual, right? Supposedly that there was a conversation between Sulla and Zach Wilson once Sulla had changed his mind and wanted to start Zach Wilson again after Boyle was trash, right? The report basically states, hey, that, you know, Zach Wilson said, listen, I'm good. I don't want to play behind this offensive line. Don't want to get hurt. You're going to trade me anyway, whatever. And that Sulla spoke uh, to Aaron Rodgers to try to have Aaron Rodgers coax Zach Wilson to come back and play and be the starter. And that Aaron Rodgers contacted Zach Wilson. The discussion between Wilson and Aaron Rodgers wasn't very fruitful. And that the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson soured because of that. That's what this article is stating. All right. Now, here's the deal. Everyone has denied that, that's been involved, that was supposedly involved in that. From Sulla to Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. As a matter of fact, Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee, and we talked about this, and publicly talked about how that, that the kid, and he was talking about Zach Wilson, he's been through a lot. He used another word, but he said he's been through a lot. Whoever, whoever is leaking this nonsense to the media trying to crush this kid should be ashamed of themselves. And he also called out how leaks or the supposed leaks from people within the Jets organization need to be kiboshed. They need to be put, you know, into the fire. And they need to be gone. That you can't have that in your organization. Now, this part of the article is a little crazy. It's something we've never heard. Think to this article. Once Aaron Rodgers said that on Pat McAfee, Robert Sulla had a meeting with the staff, with the coaches, sat them down and basically said, hey, listen, whoever is going to the media and yapping who you are right now, and I won't do anything to you. I won't do anything to you, but you need to come and tell me who you are right now. And then when that wasn't getting traction, he threatened to take their phones, take their cell phones, and basically go through them to figure out who was the mole. Now that part is something that we've never heard. Again, I'm not saying these things are true. And I'm not disrespecting Zach Rosenblatt or Rossini at all. I'm just saying that this is what the article was, was saying and reported. So these are some shocking things, man. Those are some things from the, a couple of tidbits from the article that I picked up. And I, it was shocking, man. It was shocking. Some of it, again, most of it is stuff that we've already heard and, or we saw, right? Some of the things, some of the stuff we saw, like the struggles offensively, the hacking, his lack of adjustment. 
some of the things were things that, again, we've heard about, but there's a lot of things that we haven't, that aren't substantiated. They're not in concrete. They're setting a stamp on them, right? There's a lot of questions. And again, even with that Zach Wilson situation, still a lot of questions surrounding that. Did it actually happen? Everybody denied it. So I'm going to be talking to you folks tonight about this. 515-602-9639. Call in. I'm taking all callers. We'll get to the lines in one second. Jermaine Johnson, I got to celebrate this, okay? We're coming out of the dark now. We're coming back to the light, baby. <laughs> Jermaine Johnson is a pro bowler, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo, that boy, that boy Jermaine Johnson, that boy good. <laughs> that boy good, okay? That boy good, all right? As everybody knows, I was watching the draft live here, and uh, <laughs> when we passed, on Jermaine Johnson initially, I was hot. I was very, very mad at Joe Douglas, but he traded back up to get him. Salute to Joe Douglas. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. You got to deal with it, okay? And he's been nothing but good since he's got on this football team. Has really improved, taking a step forward this next this season, excuse me, you know, after his rookie year. 7.5 sacks this year. He was second on the New York Jets and Sacks after Bryce Huff. And he's really put some things together. So he's going to a Pro Bowl as the replacement uh, for Chargers uh, uh, edge rusher Khalil Mack, who's a great player, right? So it's good to see that. We also got the Super, uh, the Super Bowl. We got that coming up. But the Senior Bowl is also around the corner as well. There's some players in the Senior Bowl I'm interested in. Tylisi Puaga from Oregon State. You're not going to hear me stop talking about that guy. I think he's phenomenal. And I would like to see him as a New York Jet, and I think he'll be there at 10. Of course, if guys like Joe Alt or Lathan or any of those guys are there, yeah, I'd like to grab them too. Uh, Fasani as well, the, the, uh, the tackle from Penn, I'd like to see him too. But I just think that Huaga is actually going to be the guy that's going to be there, and I would love to see him be a New York Jet. We'll be talking about that. Also, we're going to be talking about the New York Jets fixing this offensive line. It needs to be addressed ad nauseum here. And maybe later I'm going to be talking about Jamal Adams and how New York Jets fans, there are Jets fans literally begging for him to be back on this team and wearing a green and white jersey. Good <laughs> This fan base, I'm telling you, this fan base has some simps on it, some simps and some busters, and we're going to get into that. Also, there's been some, hire, some coaching hires as well, for those of you that may not know. All right, Jim Harbaugh is now the Chargers coach. Mike, McDon- Mike McDonald, excuse me, is the Seahawks coach. Dave Canales is the Panthers coach. Raheem Morris lands with the Falcons. Raheem Morris, that's a good guy, man. That's a good coach. All right. Antonio Pierce, the Raiders, he's now officially, again, their head coach. Um, Brian Callahan is the Titans head coach. Gerard Mayo, Patriots head coach. And Dan Quinn, recently hired by the Commanders. So that's uh, those are good moves, man. There's still some guys available. Bilicek. <laughs> Still available, old Billichick. Can't stand him. I respect him, but I can't stand him. Can't stand him. He's still available. All right. Eric Bieniemy as well, still available. Vrabel, still available. Joe Brady, still available. To this point, they're still available. All right. I know that there's a lot of people talking about firing Sulla since this report. We're going to be discussing all of this. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. 
call in. I'm taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel, okay? Subscribe to the channel, all right? And when you do that, hit the notification bell, okay, to all. Click all so you get all of my content when it comes out. Also, give the stream a thumbs up. Share it across your social media with your friends and your family. If you want to give to the platform, the super chat is there. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated, okay? Again, call in when you do call in new callers. I see new callers. Please make sure you have a good connection. Make sure I'll be able to hear you. And again, this platform, there's no cursing on my show. Don't call into my show cursing. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Fashion, we got Adam Gaze on. It wasn't fast enough, but it was fast when it happened. All right. We're getting to the lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639, call in. We're taking all callers again. Callers, be patient. We will get to everybody. Savages, put your questions, your thoughts in the chat. I will be coming to you in between calls, but again, I'm one man. Now, we're going to get to these lines, man. We're going to go to Rusty. We're coming to Rusty, 216. I'll come to you next. Rusty, we got to come to you immediately, young man. Whoa. Listen, (laughs) for those of you that do not know, for those of you that do not know, trust, okay? Rusty, he's a savage, man. <laughs> Salutes, Rusty. Rusty, listen, Salute, it's been a little bit, right, since I've talked to yeah. you. Yeah. Rosendott and Rossini come out with a report, man. They're blasting the Jets, talking about how dysfunctional they are internally, according to this report. What are your thoughts about what you saw in this report or what you just heard me speak about in the report. And do you think that this could lead to Sella being fired? Cause you got a lot of Jets fans screaming that he should be gone. I, I like Sala. I, I don't like Christine. She's got some things against, uh, what do you call it? Rogers. Rogers probably didn't take the bait and call her ugly or something like that. But I don't know. God only knows. But, uh, I, I, with a grain of salt with that, cause she's always trying to start problems. She's like how Connor Hughes was before he got, you know, G-checked by Green Bean and everybody like that and us. So what, what she says, I really don't follow too clearly with it. But, um, I, hey, man, I'm glad that he took everybody's phones or threatened to do that if that was real to try and find the mole. I'm down mm-hmm. with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I never liked that chick. She's always stirring the pot, always trying to, like, you're, mm-hmm. you represent the Jets. And you don't see any other organization to where their beat reporters or their reporters try and bury their own team. It's usually trying to uplift mm-hmm. them or they keep things to the side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, whether they're Giants fans or Fish fans or Patriot fans or just, you know, get butthurt. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now, she's, she's had a lot for Rodgers. Yeah, here, here's the thing. And, look, I, I, again, there are some things in that report that I just I don't think are true. But there are things that we saw uh, with our own eyes, especially the oh, yeah. lack of adjustments offensively in the offense, struggling, right? Oh, you, and we you can't heard, spell we hack hear without the, hack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 we could hear. We could hear about the – we heard it from players about the frustration with the offensive struggling in the way that they had. Now, my question for oh, you yeah. is this. We know that a lot of this was caused, right, with Zach Wilson starting all these things. When you hear about what you hear from this report, do you think that Aaron Rodgers is enough 
to fix all of these issues when he comes back healthy next season. Because when you're looking and we're hearing about a guy like, and of course these sources supposedly are, are coaches that were speaking to these beat writers. When you're hearing guys say he's never seen a team, you know, watch less practice tape or watch less tape than the team that, that he saw with, he was here with the Jets and that you hear about players talking about a lack of attention to detail by Nathaniel Hackett. Do you think that Rodgers is enough to fix these issues, especially if we're talking about competing for a Super Bowl next year? Yes, Rodgers not in, you know, L.A. tending to a freaking a torn Achilles. Absolutely. Because the proof is in the pudding with Hackett. He's, like I said, you can't spell Hackett without spelling Hack first. And that guy, like, especially what he said about Brees, like, what was it, at week 10? He's like, oh, wow, he can, he can catch out of the backfield. It's like, wow, man, you're a special kind of stupid, aren't you? He definitely ain't pay chips. He, he for real did. And it's... It's really mind-boggling, like mind-trapped in a bottle. It's it's how the, how are you an offensive coordinator? He walked out mm-hmm. with having Rodgers to where when Rodgers mm-hmm. was around, all of a sudden you'd see people clicking. Like you'd see Rodgers on the side like yelling at him like, dude, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, us as fans know more than Hackett does. I mean, and, oh, man, I wish that we had like the enemy or something like that at OC. I can't believe that Hackett's still here in the – Dumb Clark, idiot offensive mm-hmm. line coach that we ugh. Yeah, Keith Carter. And bagged and thrown out. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, stand L- either listen. of them. Yeah, listen, and, and I've I've talked to people constantly, and again, we have made some uh, hires as well along our uh, coaching staff as far as assistant coaches. Tony Dews is now the New York Jets running back coach, and we also brought in Sean Jefferson, a former Panthers wide receiver coach, to come here and be our wide receivers coach. Supposedly, he's starting Monday. So, <laughs> I well, guess we'll hear about, I'm cool about more, <laughs> more, yeah. about I mean, more changes. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's – but, again, these are, these are changes that we knew would come. But, like you said as well, I, I just – I don't think that any – I honestly don't think that we'll make any big, significant changes. Because I know that there's Jets fans screaming about firing Robert Sella and fire. Listen, if anybody needs to get fired, and I've gone on record saying that, it should absolutely be Nathaniel Hackett. And honestly, oh, yeah. Keith Carter should get fired too, right? Both mm-hmm. of those guys should be gone. 1A and 1A. But none of that is, yeah, is going to happen <laughs> because of Aaron Rodgers. And we all know that. It's not going to happen. Because if you fire either one of those guys and he has not checked off on it, he's going to be out of here. If you fire Robert Seller and pretty much clear out this whole staff, you got Jets fans also screaming for the firing of Joe Douglas, right? If we fire those guys and clean those guys out of the staff, guess what? You can say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers and you can say goodbye to your Super Bowl hopes because without him, there is no Super Bowl hopes. Oh, by the way, I'm just, and I'm keeping it all the way real because again, we know what's up. We tied ourselves to this guy in a way that I don't think a lot of Jets fans understand. We're in win now mode with him. That's what we are. If you're getting With rid of LA him Rams and you're getting rid of the staff, exactly. You might as well have just taken that first and second rounder that you gave up to get the guy. Also, we're going to have to pay him. I think we still owe him $100 million over the next, like, two years. You might as well have taken that and just burned that, too. Wasted capital. Wasted capital. The second you clear out this staff and you turn this into a rebuilding project, an experiment, he's not here to be a bridge quarterback. He's here to stick it to the Green Bay Packers and win a Super Bowl. He's been talking about oh, winning yeah. a Super Bowl left and right and since he's gotten here. And we all know what time it is. Okay? I have to so I, I, I understand. Field, though. 
Yeah, and again, that's look, another issue. I I, <laughs> I understand what everybody is talking about, and I and I hear it, but I'm just here to tell you, I don't think it's it's not going to happen. No one's getting fired. No one's getting no no one in big no unless Jeff Albrecht takes another a, a head coaching job somewhere. He's going to be our defensive coordinator. Sulla's going to be our head coach, and Nathaniel Hackett is going to be our offensive coordinator. We better keep because coach what they're going to try to do is run it back too. this season and try to win a Super Bowl because this is the closest that we've been since Rex and those two AFC championships back to back. It's close as we've yeah. been. I think and we're better what? than those and teams a, in sense. Yeah. And, and I want to put, I wanna put get it, it this way. I, yeah. And I want to say this as well. Guess what? If you clear out this staff and Aaron Rodgers walks out the way or walks out the door, you can get ready for other players to follow him as well. Because I oh, yeah. do not see Garrett Wilson, especially resigning here. He's not going to do it. He's not. He 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 looked like up on the after the season ended, up there on that podium. If his rookie contract ended that day, oh, well, he was Lord. walking. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. He, he, he yeah. Yeah, like that, that day. Yeah, he looked like he was. Ready I've never to seen him like co- that. And Man, I'm, you know, I'm Ohio State, talk about and it. I've never seen yeah. him like that before. You know, even Man. even when Man, he was listen. basically, you know, wide receiver three mm-hmm. just behind because, you know, Ohio State was stacked, is stacked in that sense. Yeah. You know, look who came mm-hmm. out of there. It's, in, it's insane what we had in the past just like three years in wide receivers, four mm-hmm. years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then Marvin's probably, well, he should go number one, but he's not because there's going to be quarterbacks yeah. in a way probably. But So, listen, it's, he's it's gone. Incredible. You can say goodbye to ATV. You can say goodbye to Sauce Garner. You can say you can say goodbye to all of those guys. They're not going to resign here. And then we'll really yeah. get up a creek. So I, I think Jets fans need to wrap their hands around that. And, I listen, I hear the arguments. And I'm here to listen. 515-602-9639. Call in. But I'm telling you all <laughs> that, bruh, we are in a different situation. And there's no way you're going to hire a coach that is going to come in here and be okay with you high or with you retaining an offensive staff that he's not cool with. Everybody's screaming about bringing in Vrabel. He's not going to sign off on Hackett being his offensive coordinator. No we way. tried that before with a guy, that Panthers guy. I forgot his name just right now. He literally told Wasn't us to Jeffrey? because uh, no, no. It was a, well, it was Jeffrey's a, came uh, back to us. I forgot. Yeah, no, Jeffrey uh, came back. The, the the head coaching candidate Rivera? that we had that Ron? ended up in a. That ended up in in Carolina. I forgot his name, but he was from Temple. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, oh shoot, that's yeah, in my he, brain. Yeah, he too. literally told us to shove it. That's how we ended up with Adam Gaze. He told us to shove it because we tried to hire his defensive staff, and he told us no. Yeah, we got Mister Miami Vice instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so listen, God wandering eyes. We got we got to wake up, man. Firing Robert Sella is not going to happen. And don't even talk to me about Bilicek coming here. That man hates us, and we hate him. No way. Let's be serious. He's trash, too. Let's be he, serious. He ain't nothing yeah. without Brady. That's proof. Bruh. Proof is in the pudding. Even when he was with mm-hmm. Cleveland Steamers before he was, you mm. know, his prior head coach. So Yeah. Yeah, he so, didn't do nothing uh, with Cleveland. But, but as we continue to have this discussion, Rusty, and we talk about this football, too, man, I want to switch gears. What are your thoughts about Jermaine Johnson making the Pro Bowl, man? I – I mean, I was I was skeptical when we drafted him just because of our you know our Florida curse that we had. We that's a mm-hmm. real thing that we did have, and I'll tell you what he he showed me especially, and I and I love it. I'm proud 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 of that kid, uh, that young man. I should mm-hmm. say like he went through a lot, going through JUCO and then 
doing his thing, cutting his teeth, and then, you know, heading up Florida State, getting out of Florida mm-hmm. State, coming here, dealing with the New York media, sitting mm-hmm. back basically a year and just going animal savage this year. And it's and it's just the beginning, too, because, good God, like, <laughs> he, he's going to be something, man. And I, I think the same with Will McDonald, too. I think he's going to be something, too. Everyone keeps on hating on it, like, oh, why didn't we get this guy wasted draft pick? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, like a like a Sean Taylor, or, I mean, a Jason Taylor type of guy. Mm-hmm. He's just a meaner version of it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he's a freak. But, J.J., that's major, major kudos. And, you know, him getting the Pro Bowl. He should have got the Pro Bowl before, you know, it was just sort of, you know, like a bailout from Khalil. So, I to mm-hmm. me, I, I think he got it the right way. I think they actually did the right thing giving it to him. It was, yeah, you know, I think they did. Let me tell you something. Jermaine Johnson being a pro bowler and improving the way he does is going a long way. Because if you cannot yeah. get Bryce Huff resigned, which we must get Bryce oh, Huff, Huff resigned, we must get Bryce yeah. Huff resigned. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it is an emergency. It is an emergency. We must make it's sure that he gets resigned. And trust me. He gonna get paid because he's a, he's grading out as one of the top pass rushers in the league. But if what we can't get him resigned, oh easy, oh easy, yeah, easy, Russ, easy. Like Let that, me tell you okay. something. I look at him and I look at this guy. Uh, what is his name? Landry with the Titans. I feel like they're kind of comparable. Landry's making like twenty three million next season, and it goes yeah, up they have like twenty two, twenty two five. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's yeah. going to. And a lot of Jets fans don't understand this. I'm telling you guys, that's re- in a past makes no sense. You pay the guys that throw the ball, and you pay the guys that chase the guys that throw the ball. If you want to win Absolutely. a Super Bowl, it is through pass rush. Okay, dude. If you and think right about now, it, we have Huff, Wilt, and mm-hmm. JJ. Those are killers, yep. man. To where you can just switch them yep. in at any time. And Will yep. and JJ are still on rookie contracts. So mm-hmm. how can you not pay him? And you already took care of Q. So, yeah. like, yeah, and then I think Mosley's probably going to take a pay cut. I hope, mm-hmm. hopefully he does, just to do something, you know. And it's, it, oh, man, Listen, I, I really hope they don't drop the ball let, on that one. Let me tell you something. When you go up against the Kansas City Chiefs, which to me, in my personal opinion, the Super Bowl to this point runs through them. If you don't have three guys, no, it runs three through chasing around Swift, Patrick Mahomes, bro. good luck. Yeah. <laughs> If My you don't bad, have three guys to take around Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> you can get ready because he's going to yeah. cast you aside like he does everybody else. So you, you have to have as much pass rush as possible. And, and that's what J.J. does, too. And same yeah. with us. Like, yeah. they're, they're Allen killers, Mahomes killers. And, yep. you know, if we weren't, you know, if we were on our right type of things, they're Lamar killers. Like, dude, there's mm-hmm. some serious – we got some serious, serious dudes. And, yeah. you know, let some people with that gut. God awful, what's his name? Whitehead, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let him go at safety. Draft the safety. We got another. Really? You know. So. You think we should move on yeah. from Whitehead? Dude, he's horrendous. I, I think we should bring him back, depending on the price. But I, I would like to see Whitehead brought back. I think Whitehead. I'll take him back for a nickel. Back there. Like that's five times. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not too much. <laughs> Listen, I, I like Whitehead. I think we should keep him. Again, the price uh, is going to be uh, very, you know, it's going to vary on the price. But, I mean, he led the Jets in interceptions. He had four this year. 
He was the guy. Yeah, I think he had like three. We remember he had like three against the Bills. Like, yeah, he he should be kept. I think him and Adams back there again at the right price. I'd like to keep him. But when we're talking about guys that could be let go, right? Moving on to this offensive line, you look at this situation, man. There's a lot of things, a lot of maneuvering we got to handle. Rusty, are you resigning Makai Becton? I you know I, I I like Makai. Everyone calls me crazy for it. I just think they switch him around too much. You know, honestly, like right tackle, left tackle, he gets inside his own head. He was doing good, then all of a sudden Rodgers is down. So now he's like, oh man. I mean, if he goes, I guarantee you he's going to be really good on some other team. I'm just saying. I, I have it. He might not be an old pro, but I. Mm-hmm. It, it's. It's, it's like he's way too talented, and you can't you can't have that guy switch from right tackle to left. His knee can't. Do, it's it, he's it's in his head. He's a left tackle. He's not a right tackle. You know. Okay. And so let, they let just me, let me ask him you all this, over then. the place. Let me ask you this, then, Rusty. If you want to resign him as a left ta- left tackle, right? What's the max you want to left guard? Him? I don't know. I mean, about I would guard. Him, I don't know if he could play that. Yeah. But what is what is the max that you're willing to give him? Are you willing to give him a two year, three year contract? What what per year? I don't even know the number, but I know that once, like, I wouldn't want Balaga or whatever his name is coming in from Green Bay. I mean, mm-hmm. if we can get somebody, I, it, that's that's like a catch twenty two in a way. I, I wish that you know we can just let Beckton stick around and like fight forward in camp in that sense. To where I, I really well, want we, us to draft Jordan Morgan, honestly. But mm-hmm. I guess another can of worms. But uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm telling I, I mean, you, I, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it, and I'm saying if you're keeping Beckton, I think two two year deal, eight million per, something like that. I think that's the max I would go. But if he starts talking about maybe maybe a little higher, but if he starts talking about crazy money, and I like Makai Beckton a lot, I think that the New York Jets are going to move on from him. I think that he was really good. I'm with cool. you. He got that high ankle sprain, and then you saw the mobility go out yep. the window, and he struggled down the stretch, Absolutely. and that really hurt him. Because before that, he was playing really well, really, really well. He now, was. Before I let before I let you go, Rusty, you were talking about we were talking about things along the offensive line. We got the Senior Bowl coming up. My final question for you: What players are you keeping your eye on the sen- in the Senior Bowl, man? Is there you know two players, three players that you're looking at, offensive linemen, wide receivers? Who are you looking at, Sam? Who? This is a guy we got to keep our eyes on. He sh- he could be or should be a New York Jet. I'm I'm looking at Jordan Morgan. I've I don't know. I've been on. I've liked that kid for a while. He's a menace. He's mean. He's smart. I hope the Jet. I hope we trade out of ten if that's possible. Stay within the first, but acquire you know some second rounds or third rounds or something. But I, I like Jordan Morgan. And then uh, so you're as wide receivers. Down. Yeah. How, how far well, are you I willing hope, to yeah. go down? How far are you willing to go down the board? Uh, I don't know. I'd go up to 20 or something like that or try and trade twice, oh, okay. you know, with somebody with, like, 12 and trade that out, go to 20, just mm-hmm. back and rack. But, you know, try and keep it in that 20 range because there's a lot of offensive tackles, but mm-hmm. it, it dulls down a lot. Like, uh, I don't know. That's I'm a Jordan Morgan fan. I like that kid. It was monster okay. in Arizona. And then uh, mm-hmm. also with Walker, the wide receiver from UNC. Oh, yes. I like yes, that, kid that too. is one of my guys, Devontae uh, uh, Walker. Yes. Yeah. Or he's 6'2", yeah, and he is a burner. He is yeah. a burner. And he's, 
Yeah, he's good, good Lord. man. I, I also like Luke McCaffrey too from Rice, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. He's not playing in the Senior Bowl. He might be played in the Shrine, but he's in the later rounds. But Walker, I like, and then uh, same with Jordan Morgan. Those guys. Mm-hmm. Are, I don't know. There's something special about those two to me, anyway. Yeah. And I know a lot of yeah. the people like uh, who's the kid from the Beavers from Oregon, or is it uh, Fuaga? That is name. Oh, you talk Oregon State, yeah. Uh, Tylee Fuaga. Yeah, I mean he's good and stuff, but I don't know, man. I, I've I, I know you watch a lot of college football too, and a lot, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've seen him get burned on certain types of things, and I don't oh, know. Let me tell I'm you, I'm a Jordan Morgan fan. No, he's listen, a big there, kid, there's, a, there's a he's a big cat. There's a there's a couple there's a couple guys. I'm telling you, Fuaga is really really he's good. He's good. I mean, you're gonna. Guys are going to get beat here and there, but he's he's pretty good, and yeah. I think he's the more most realistic option for the New York Jets at ten. He's the most realistic. I, I, also I think he'll be around until like twenty. Honestly, I don't know about a kid 20. from Penn State. I think they would get at ten. Oh, for Sean, yeah, he he's, he might be there as well. He might be there as well. Um, but I think Alt, I think Alt Latham, Joe is gone. I, I honestly think for for Sanu, I think it might be gone too. If I'm pronouncing his name right, like so? you said, the tackle from Penn. I think he's going to be gone, especially if like because yeah, there's so much talk about the Raiders trading up and all that. Like that's that's in the air as well that they might move up to grab Caleb. So there's some things that can happen, but I think maybe three tackles end up going maybe, and I, that's why I think Fulaga being there is going to be huge for the Jets because I think he's I think there's here, and I can clean. No, up, but I'll give you the final word. Yeah, no doubt. No, 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 no. I was letting you finish, fam. But I, I honestly think there's going to be like six offensive tackles going in the first round this year. Something yeah, crazy like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like they're going to grab them up. Let me tell you. Listen, Rusty, I yeah, got to like hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> next, next time, I, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. It was good speaking with you. Same here, fam. Salutes to you. Salutes to the fellow savages. Let's go, Jets. We'll fix this mess. Yeah, let's go, man. <laughs> Listen, that was Rusty, man. Always a good time speaking with him. Monty will come to you in just a second. Yo, I wanna I wanna talk about Brendan Rice, man. All right. Everyone knows, fight on. I'm just saying Brendan Rice, he's a good wide receiver. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if he was a jet. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind it. You know, same way I didn't mind the ATV's a jet, you know, great player. Brendan Rice, six three, he can go up and get the football, moves. You know what I'm saying? And he's related to another great rice. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, Brendan Rice. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Get another SC guy on this team so that we can be better. Let me get to the Savages in just a second. Monty will be coming to you next. New callers, hold on. Orlando C. Salutes and respect. Savage. He says, heads are going to roll this season if we don't get it done. I don't care what happens. I'm tired of this stuff. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I've already said, listen, if the New York Jets do not make, like, if they aren't significantly better, than they were this season. There's going to be some issues. That's when I think you'll see Joe Douglas or Robert Sulla get fired, to be completely honest. But if the New York Jets are at least a game outside of the Super Bowl, or a game outside, excuse me, of the playoffs, if they make the playoffs or they're a game outside of the playoffs, I think they, they'll stay and they'll run it back. As long as Aaron Rodgers wants to be here, he's going to be here and they're going to run it back. But if the New York Jets look, like they did this season, or worse, man, people are going to get fired next year, for sure, 
okay? GVH salutes to you as well, Savage. He says, Joe, if top tackles are gone by pick 10, not knowing the free agency results right now, of course, should we trade down? I wish JD didn't give up a second. He didn't need to, in my opinion. Salutes to you, GVH. Um, I think it's tough, right? I, I don't think I don't think there's a, a I don't I just don't think that there's a possibility that there won't be a top tackle there, right? I don't. I think that Alt will probably go off the board first. I think we'll see Latham probably after him. I think uh, Fasanu will probably be somewhere. So there might be three tackles gone. I think that Fuaga's there. I think we should grab him if he is there at ten. But if we do trade down maybe two spots, something like that. I think Mims is there if we trade down, maybe two spots. I really like Mims from Georgia. He's a good tackle as well. Uh, but I think that I don't think there's a way that we won't be able to get a guy to step in and uh, be able to be able to start off the bat from this draft uh, sitting at 10. I don't think, I don't think this is a, a necessary either. Cause I was talking to a lot of Jets fans. We need to trade up and, because like you said as well, we don't, we don't have the capital. We don't have a second-round pick. We don't have that this year. But I will say this. If any draft it were to happen, right, if any draft where we were talking about the possibility of, of Joe Douglas using capital or utilizing capital from future drafts to move up and get back and grab guys, if it was going to happen in any draft, it's going to happen in this one because of the pressure. Because they're going to have to rebuild the offensive line. As it stands right now, again, right? Keep in mind, the New York Jets, they're, I think the most, of, they, I think they have like $16 million right now in cap space, you know, with cutting some guys and moving up. Now, that, that number could go up a little bit, uh, but it's not going to go up like to $80 million or nothing like that, right? Keep in mind, we still got to pay Huff, which is going to cost quite a bit. There's also other free agents as well, like Greg Zerline, Moore said. I've talked about Jordan White guys we got to bring back. I think it's kind of impossible for the New York Jets to rebuild the offensive line via free agency. It's impossible. Me personally, that's my belief. Because, man, free agents, especially tackles, especially top offensive line guys, they get paid in this league. We know that. We know that. Look at some of these guys that have gone other places. They got in a bag in free agency. You're talking about tackles in which we need, because at this point we need a left tackle and a right tackle. People want to get rid of Lakin Thompson as well. That's a left guard. So we're going to have to utilize the draft. And uh, we're going to have to see Joe Douglas as well hit and utilize some of these mid-round guys as well. We got a couple of uh, fourth-round picks. He's going to have to get some guys that are going to have to stand up, especially if they're needed uh, to step in as far as depth. So a lot of people aren't talking about either. Um, Everyone's discussing all these guys. Listen, we talk about three positions, left tackle, right tackle, left guard. Monty, I'm coming to you next. Nobody's discussing ATV as much as I love him. He hasn't been healthy in two years. You're going to have to draft somebody that's going to be able to, to step in if he goes down again this year. You have to do that because protecting Aaron Rodgers is paramount. And if you – if he – let me tell you something. If Aaron Rodgers, Achilles, explodes again this season, brother, the calls to fire everybody will be so loud – you guys will be hearing it <laughs> on this show. I know you will. The fan base is going to scream, and I think that that's when you know Woody Johnson will look probably to make a move because that'll be another year where I feel like the New York Jets 
season will slide unless we, you know, and we'll see the backup quarterback situation be addressed this, this off season as well. But that you can't have that. Not if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, because that's what we're in. We're in win now mode. It's all about Super Bowls. So we're going to see, we're going to see again. I've talked about it, man. The offensive line, Michael Winu. I've talked about him. Patriot guy. He's been moved around. He can play tackle, but he's moved around this offensive line. He's a guy that we should be looking at. Uh, there's also another guard as well. Mike Zietler, I think his name is. Um, but he's old. He's like 33, almost 34. So there's some things and patchwork moves they, get, they can make, but they must, must utilize the draft to better this offensive line mainly in a win-now mode, okay? We're going to get back to these lines. I could ramble and go off all night. Please, again, Savages, continue to, you know, hit the chat. Let me know what you folks are thinking. Put your uh, – Put your thoughts in the chat, your questions in the chat. I will come to y'all. I'm one man. Oh, GVH, he was right. Matt Rule was the guy I was talking about earlier that went to Carolina. Yeah, he wasn't that great in Carolina, but, again, we ended up with Adam Gaze. <laughs> I mean, can we be serious, people? Adam Gaze, good one. That was horrible. We'll keep getting to these lines again. 515 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in next. I'm going to Monty. I'm coming directly to Monty. He's been waiting, and I cannot wait to have a discussion with him. For those of you that do not Bruh, know, hold on. Monty, Monty is a savage. Hold on. Monty, yo, yo, you, Monty, chose, you Monty. chose violence already. Did you have the Did nerve I? to fix up your mouth to say we need more USC players? When when we, we need more Ohio State players, like, what are we doing here? I can't wait till we play y'all in the Big Ten. We are going to mop the floor with y'all. I cannot wait. Whoa. Them overrated bombs whoa. at USC. What? Like, are you whoa, kidding me? Whoa, whoa. Whoa, Monty, we slow down. You can in off the bat. I got a flush. <laughs> More USC players. Those big overrated bums. Bums. So ATV is a bums. Bums. ATV is a bum. Capital U. Capital M. S. Monty is ATV a bum. ATV is a bum. That's crazy. He doesn't even play. That's crazy. He doesn't even play. We're talking about we have Garrett Wilson on the team. Is Garrett Wilson a bum? Is Garrett Wilson a bum? No, he's not a bum. No, he's not a bum. Is, I'm not is here he better than Drake London? But let's, is he let's better not than Drake act London? like Ohio State is just off the charts and y'all produce. Like, come on, bro. ATV we we are. We have like the last five. We have like the last five offensive rookies of the year. C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, oh, yeah. Nick Bosa. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, blah, come blah, on, blah. Joey Bosa. Young, blah, like, blah, blah. What are we talking about here? What are we talking blah, about blah, here? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Blah, blah, like, blah. Yeah. You know, Come on, it you is, better check the resume. I, the Ohio I'll State University, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. My, you know, Monty, I understand your hate. When you're not of the ilk of SC, when you're not as great as we are, I understand why you hate us, bro. You came in off the bat. On fire, hating the new, hate, hating that USC. We ain't ever even done nothing. To I you. can't believe you just I said that. I can't believe but trust you just said Monty, that. We, we need you. more USC we players. We got one of the teams that don't even play. 
Monty, yeah, we're we gonna see y'all. Yes, we're, we're gonna we're see definitely gonna you see talking we're gonna handle business. You talking crazy, Monty. You talking crazy. We're gonna mm-hmm. see that's I'm yes, gonna sir. leave that. I'm I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, okay. I'm gonna leave yeah. it there. All we, right. We're gonna pull up. Okay. We're gonna see you. All right. Okay. Now listen. Okay. Let's let's talk about the Jets, Monty, because you didn't already came in with the garbage Ohio State talk. You already came in with that trash. Let's put that away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> this report from Rosenblatt and Rossini talking about how dysfunctional the New York Jets are internally. What are your thoughts about this report? Do you believe it? I mean, yes. what do you what do you take from it? And do you think that Robert it. Sella? Okay, go, let's let's start with that. G- give me your thoughts on it. Yes, yeah, hey Joe, I believe I I, I believe probably ninety five percent of of uh, everything that's in that um in that article because remember me and you were talking wow. about mm-hmm. we fraud like Robert Sala is is the biggest fraud. He comes out first press conference <laughs> talking about all gas no brakes. All these mantras, all these slogans, everything you see him, you know, whenever he hits adversity, there's no gas. It's all break. You see him on the sideline. He's not doing anything. He's not coaching. He's not paying attention to detail. And then we signed Aaron Rodgers this last this this past season, and there were several things alarming. And Joe, we touched on this, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a couple calls um, ago when I called in when we. Mm-hmm. In, in the mini camp, when they decided to take practices off in the mini camp, because yes, we like, talked about that. <laughs> we, we talked about that. We talked about that. We thought he thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to come in and he was going to save the season. And it's just like, dude, you still mm-hmm. have to coach these guys up. And yeah. Robert Solid just isn't a guy who wants. It doesn't seem like he can. He can probably coach teams going through adversity. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Hackett, he showed. He, here's the deal. Hackett has what? What's up? Here's here's the deal, and I'm gonna let you finish because I want to hear your take. But when we're talking about color, Sella, excuse me, coaching teams through adversity, he did show us that this season. Okay, here, here's here's a great example. You look at what happened against the Bills. Aaron Rodgers goes down. We, we all effectively knew pretty much that the season was over, right? We all knew that because we knew yeah. there was questions behind Aaron Rodgers. We all knew that. Even though, again, I came on and said, we're still going to fight. As it played out, we knew that the talent level quarterback-wise from Aaron Rodgers to everybody else was completely different, right? So the, the season was over. But we won that game, and we win that game because, because Robert Sella keeps us together. We were competitive. Should have beaten the Chiefs. We got screwed by the referees. We should have beaten the Chiefs that night. That team looked like that because Robert Sella was on his P's and Q's. You talk about a lack of adjustments, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm listening to you, uh, to Yamati, and I want to hear from you. We go mm-hmm. into Philadelphia banged up defensively, no sauce, no DJ Reed. That defense came out screaming and made Jalen Hurts look like an average quarterback. <laughs> he looked like mm-hmm. a guy in deer and headlights. He didn't know where to throw the ball or how to throw the ball against this New York Jets defense, and the Jets won that game with without Aaron Rodgers starting. I'm going to say that, right? Mm-hmm. So here's all these places where we're battling adversity, and he's showing up. The defense all season. We could talk about Robert Sellers, CEO, head coach. Bro, listen, I told y'all from the jump, that, that CEO, head coach, that's a lie. Let's be serious. There are no such thing as really CEO, head coaches. Even Bilicek himself, defensive guy, he's always had great assistant coaches, though. They don't go nowhere else mm-hmm. to do nothing. Like McDaniels and all of those. McDaniels is trash as a head coach. He was trash when he went to the Broncos. He was trash when he 
coach the Raiders. That's why they get him get him up out of there. But mm-hmm. with Bilicek, okay, listen, you got to get good assistance in handling your business. Bilicek wasn't the guy solely running yes. the offense. He didn't do that. Yes. He didn't do it. So I, I'm just saying that at no point – well, I'm not going to say at no point. This season the defense struggled at times, but we all knew it was because they were tired, gassed. There were games where they were just like, bro, it, it, you can just tell us over. But, that, but, but it, I, I don't look at it But the like defense that. fought off I don't look at it I'm going like to let you go that. ahead. You could get your, yeah, I'll let you get to work. Go ahead. Oh, no, I don't, I don't look at it like that. I look at – you like our defense is good, but our defense – I don't think our defense is stifling. I think teams – the way that teams play us, they know offensively that we cannot mm-hmm. produce. There's no – we don't make adjustments <laughs> yeah. offensively. So they know that long as we don't – long as we don't screw the game up, they can't beat us. You know, anytime a team really wants to attack us, they attack us. Our defense is, is our defense is good, but our defense I don't think our defense is elite. I think teams just play us a certain type of way. They play us conservatively and they don't take chances because they don't have to. And You don't think our defense is elite, Monty? I don't I, I honestly I really? honestly don't think no. I don't think our defense is elite. I I honestly How? don't I'm, I'm honestly, I'm asking you how because, because that, that to me, that that statement is crazy. Especially when ask, ask Patrick Mahomes if the Jets defense is elite. Ask Josh Allen if the Jets defense is elite. Ask ask Jalen Hurts. Ask these guys. We were we were called the top QB killer defense for a minute because all the top QBs we played, we made them look like they weren't that good. I don't think that the Jets, the Jets defense is elite because that was the only reason we were in most of these games. It's the Jets offense that is horrifically bad. Yes. The reason why yes. our defense and that's looks why certain ways the way that they is play because it, they're on Joe. the field all game, Monty. They're on the field all game. Anybody would be gassed if you're on the field all game. Anybody would be gassed. And I'm talking about every game. There wasn't one game okay. where the offense really came out and got rolling. We were up by 20. That never happened here. <laughs> that don't happen here. Yeah. And we all know how, yeah. how it goes. So I do but you, think but you saw when you saw when it, when it does happen when it does happen, like in the Commanders game, you saw what happened. You saw what happened. We won that game. Jacoby Brissett came in. Jacoby Brissett came in and he sliced mm-hmm. up our defense. I think mm-hmm. I honestly think like I I feel like our defense is really really good. If I have to give our our defense a grade, I would say. It's a. I wouldn't say it's an A. I wouldn't say it's a stifling defense where we're getting all these turnovers. I think teams just they learn to play us a certain way. They learn. They know that when we we cannot score offensively, we can't score offensively if they don't. You know, and our defense makes teams drive up the field, and sometimes it gets boring. Like Josh Allen probably looks at the defense like, man, this stuff is getting boring. Like they can't score. Man, look, I'm trying to score some points. Let you and and they just get impatient. It's a good scheme. It's a okay. good scheme. To have, but I'm talking about like elite defense, game changing defense. I don't think we have. I think we, we have, have a that. really good, really good, de- really good defense. Really, really good defense. We have the and I think it, Monty, it's going to change once we get. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah, Monty. We have the third ranked defense in the league. This is an elite defense. I'm sorry. I hear what you're saying, but bro, we have the third ranked defense. This is an elite defense. It is. And listen, the game plan against the Jets, like you said earlier, I think is what caused some of the defensive issues that we saw, especially later on in the season in games. Teams would just go, mm-hmm. hey, look, we can, we can go out there, we'll play hard, we'll run the ball at them and do all these things, and eventually the defense is going to tire out because the offense sucks. They're going to have mm-hmm. a lot of quick three and outs, 
and we're going to be able to gas this defense and gash them later on in games. That's literally mm-hmm. what the game plan. And it worked, but that doesn't mean that our defense isn't elite because we were holding teams. There were so many games where the New York Jets, if we just had average quarterback play, or not even, if, we, if our offensive line would just hold the fort just for a second and get some type of score, but who we would is have that on? That's on. Year. That's on the coach, Joe. That's on the coach. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of, a uh, lot of, a, a, this, and, and this is what I'm saying about the team. This, this is my, this is, this is my opinion. We I think defense, that everybody ahead. on, all the coaches on the team are out of place. Mm-hmm. They're playing out of position. I don't think, I don't think Robert Sala is a good co- head coach. I think he's a, mm-hmm. he's a good coordinator. I don't think Hackett is a good OC. I think he's more of a quarterback quarterback coach. That's mm. my assessment. I think they're just play they're just playing they're out of their out of their real true positions of coaching. And that's what I, I, feel, that's I, what I truly feel. I see a coach, I see Robert Sala, whenever you see him go up in a press conference, he doesn't speak with conviction. He doesn't he doesn't know how to deal with the media. He doesn't know. You see him stumbling over his words. He doesn't know what, how to answer questions. That's not head coach material. When have you ever seen a head coach, a good head coach, who goes up there who just, just doesn't know what the right things to say? He's a coordinator. I think he does. Coordinator, Joe. I, I think he does. I, listen, Robert Sulla, he's, you have to understand, he has to be careful when he deals with New York media because they'll, they'll – they'll phrase things in a way that will make people think that you're saying something that you're not. And there were times where Stand that happened this season. Yeah. So it, it, listen, Robert Sella, you could clearly see, especially after certain games that he was, the look in his face was like, he, he, he wanted to, he wanted to take some, he wanted to send someone else to a different reality, especially with the offensive struggling the way that they were struggling. You could clearly mm-hmm. see that he was frustrated, but I, I don't think that that again, when you look at this team and you look at what he does here, this defense is screaming all year, okay, all year. The offensive struggles mm-hmm. were what they were, and that leads me to my next question from you. It's crazy to even hear you say that the Jets defense is an elite. Again, this is Monty, a big supporter of Ohio State. Okay, this is what we're getting from Ohio State, <laughs> that the Jets defense is an elite. But what I want to say is this. With all the offensive struggles that we saw last year, you talked about, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, we're talking about this report about a lack of attention to detail with him, that, you know, he's a guy that just kind of placates to whatever. Do you think Aaron Rodgers coming back fully healthy will solve all of these issues that we have, even with the coaching? Do you think that his presence on the field will solve all of these offensive problems? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you got to, like, people don't really pay attention outside of Jets, uh, Jets, uh, uh, watching the Jets games. If you actually look at Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, he is not a like a Tom Brady type of quarterback. He likes to go for the big plays, the intermediate plays. Um, I mean, even you could see what uh, when the play the, the play in which he got hurt. If he would have if if he would have threw the correct um, to the to the correct read. It would have been a completion, but Aaron Rodgers likes oh, to hold Lord. on to the. He likes to. He, I'm. I'm telling you, Joe. I'm telling you. I'm. I'm telling Monty, you. You just have to. Good you Lord. Have to pay attention to. To to what outside of Jets football? Yes, bro. What are you talking about, yes. man? Yes, 
he's a good he he either it's there or he's gonna throw it away or he likes to hold on to the ball. He likes to go to, you know, more intermediate routes. What he does with Devontae, when he had Devontae Adams, the thing that he liked to do, same with, uh, with uh, Garrett Wilson, he liked to do stop routes and, like, the, you know, he likes to throw to his receiver and let, and, and let them make plays. But, I mean, people think that Aaron Rodgers can, can save the team. And to a certain degree, yeah, I, I think so. But – I don't think Aaron Rodgers, the, the way in which he plays, he's not going to make it through the season. He, he's just <laughs> like, like our offensive line, and, 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 and he's not, man. Our offensive line is horrible, bro. Monty, Monty, listen. Uh, you're talking about that play. That, that was a, first off, that was a horrible cut block by Dwayne Brown, who is garbage. And I told y'all he was garbage and he was going to come back and be garbage. But you're also forgetting the first the like was was there, four Joe. plays the in was before there. he got. He was, was running right for his face. life, Monty. He was running for his life. Like Aaron yes, Rodgers and we saw the same running thing for his life. Season. He couldn't even drop back without somebody being right in his face. Hmm? Joe. So he had what? a completion right into his face, right right in front of his face. <laughs> he hitched. He hitched. He hitched once in which he th- he should have thrown the pass, and then he hitched. <laughs> And then he held on to the ball, and the wow. was on his back. Play went. The receiver was <laughs> wide open. If he would have threw it, it would have been a completion. It would have. Monty, he was Aaron running Rogers? for his life. Did you see Aaron Rodgers in the preseason? He, yes. He ran for his life all night. Yes. All night. Now, yes. listen, this is, yes. this is the craziness that is coming out of Ohio State. Now we're saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get the ball out of his hands fast enough. Good God. Please. This oh, Joe, 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 Joe. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I, clear, can, I, can I clarify? Can I clarify what I Please what clarify. I, what Please. I mean? I'm going to give you a chance. Because that's, that's the grace that, that we give in UFC. We're going to give you a chance. Okay. okay. I'm not saying that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers can't play the quick game. I'm not saying that he that he's not able to play the quick game. I'm just okay. telling you what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Tom Brady wants to get the ball out as quickly as possible. Yeah, second. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as he, uh, you know, three step, step drop, the ball's out of his hands. If it's not there, he's gonna get rid of it. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is not. If you go back and you look at any Green Bay game when he was mm-hmm. with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers likes to throw those intermediate routes, those deep routes. That's what he likes to do. Aaron Rodgers throws a beautiful ball, and Aaron Rodgers gets away with a lot of things because of of his talent, of his accuracy. That's it. <laughs> I'm not saying that he can't. I'm just saying that's not what he wants to do. And that's, well, it. And I, that's it. Okay. I mean, again, we're listening to Ohio State uh, explain a lot of things. We're going to continue mean, to move. Talk uh, about Monty. D. 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 Ohio State. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. D. Monty uh, from Ohio State. All right, listen. We're going to continue to talk about this football team, and we talked about the offensive line, and we know that there definitely needs to be some things that are addressed, right? Mm-hmm. One of those things that I'm looking at is Elijah Vera Tucker, right? A lot of people saying they want him back at tackle. Some people saying they want to move to guard. What would you yeah. do with Elijah Vera Tucker next season when you're looking at how to rebuild this offensive line? Do you keep him at tackle? Do you put him at guard? What would you do? You gotta you gotta put him at guard. I don't understand why people want to put him at tackle. Yes, I understand he plays 
he can play tackle at a high level, but it looks like it's just something about putting putting him at tackle that is just getting him hurt. Um, mm-hmm. It, I, I mean, either or is good, but I would I would I would hope that the Jets do what's best for him and just keep him at guard. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. thinks it's just the same thing, like guard and tackle is the same thing, but it's different. It's different it's type not. of movement. You're, de- you're dealing Absolutely. with different type of you're de- dealing with different types of of um, of defensive linemen. Um, mm-hmm. You have to be a little bit quicker at ta- at tackle. You have to extend yourself a little bit more at tackle. Um, it's more speed based, and, and I mean, you just look at the injuries. It's like he had an Achilles injury last year. You know, that's you know that's quickness. You know, you trying to he's trying to get out a little bit, a little bit quicker than than, than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, the last year, you know, it's uh, he had a, a pec tear. You know, that's extending your you're you're extending your arms at tackle a little bit more than you are to are are a guard. Um, mm-hmm. I would want to see him at the guard position, um, and I think that you're doing the Jets would be doing a disservice if they mm-hmm. continue to put him um, at the tackle position because I mean now we have a track record. I mean you could say one time yeah. is a fluke, but the second time I mean it's it's a track record at this point. Would, would you want it to have a, mm-hmm. uh, happen a third time? Like yeah, <laughs> put, put him at guard and just I mean yeah. just. Build your team the correct way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know they say the best five, but, I mean, if you build your team the correct way, you don't have to put them at tackle. And I think that's on mm-hmm. Joe Douglas. That's, I think that's on the on the coaching staff to get these guys prepared, um, the guys that they draft or free agents um, that, they, that they bring in to get them prepared mm-hmm. to play um, at their natural position. Now, um, I understand you, he's, he's, a, he's a freak. He can play both, but I don't yeah. think that's best for his career. I think AVT has to be vocal about it. I know he's a team player. He has to be mm-hmm. vocal and say, like, look, man, like, just put me at guard. You know, I, I, I was a team player. I did this for you guys, but my position is, is at guard. So, yeah, I think that's the best. Yeah, I mean, you know, he – yeah, he's always said that he's he'll play whatever, you know, the coaches tell him. To, basically, I'll do whatever the coaches tell me to do. He's always been a team guy wherever yeah. you need it on the line. But I think he should be yeah. back at right guard myself. I, You know, of course, I watched him at USC. Yeah. I always thought that he was going to be a right yeah. guard. Yes, he's played left tackle before and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Put him at right guard and go get yourself some tackles. So my final question before I let yeah. you go, Monty, it's been a very interesting call from you. The Jets mm-hmm. defense is an elite. Aaron Rodgers, you know, can't play the quick game. All these things that you said. Again, this is Ohio State. This is what you get from I mean, Ohio State. I, I mean, you can um, you, you can go back and look at all the debates that we yeah. had. I mean, I'm pretty much uh-huh. – remember you, Mr. Mr. Oh, okay. uh, Mackay Becton? Yeah. Mr. Mackay Becton? Uh-huh. All pro, all yeah, yeah. pro guy is not mm-hmm. your guy. Well, That's I know you said. were you were also a guy. You were also a guy that just loved uh, Jamal Adams and everything that he brought. To oh, the yeah, how great Jamal he was going to be in Seattle. Anybody remember that? Two time oh, all he's pro, be right? Great Seattle Seahawks. He's going to be so pro. great there at safety. Uh, mm-hmm. But we forgot all that. I, 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 I never said that. Oh, yeah. I, I never, I never said that he was going to be great with. I knew that he was you, great you, with us. I know he was great oh. with us. What? Jamal Adams was a fraud. Speaking of a fraud, listen, my final question before I let you go, okay, because you now now we're just getting crazy, okay? All right, Senior okay. Bowl is coming up. Senior Bowl is All coming right. up, okay? What are players that you're keeping your eyes on uh, that you think would be great here for the New York Jets that are going to be in that Senior Bowl, man? All right. So, you know, uh, we've had discussions about this previous cause. 
you know, how, how I like to draft first-rounders, you know, from certain schools. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going with offensive linemen, I, I would definitely want my, my offensive linemen out of the Big Ten or uh, Notre Dame. Um, so I'm going to – first off, mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I want a lineman, and uh, I want to go with uh, Joe Alt. Um, I don't want um, – the. I don't want uh the guy out of out of Penn State. Um mm-hmm. uh Fuaga uh I I would take I would take Fuaga. Um Yeah, he's gonna be at the senior bowl. Fuaga. Yeah. I would take uh I would take Fuaga and I would take uh, in the draft uh Joe Joe Alt. Um uh the senior I, I, I really haven't been paying attention too much to the senior bowl. I don't know who you know who's down there but um the, the players that I want Fuaga's in, gonna in be the there. draft, uh, who is? is, is uh, Fuaga's going to be there. There's a couple guys. Yeah. There's a couple of, of tackles that are going to be there. Fuaga's one. Christian Jones is going to yeah. be there from Texas. Jordan Morgan uh, from Arizona is going to be there. And I'm telling you, there's a wide receiver that I'm keeping my eyes on. Devontae cool. Walker from NC, he's going to be there too. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on him, but I'll let you finish up. Go ahead. From, from, from NC State or UNC? Uh, from UNC. Oh, okay. No, nah, I don't want them. Um, I want my receivers. <laughs> they have to be. They have to be. My receivers have to be from LSU. First rounders. They got to be from LSU, Ohio State. Um, that, that's, that's, that, He's not that's a first it. rounder, but go ahead. Or, or, or Bama, Bama. I'll take my receivers out of Bama as well. First rounders, yes. Uh, okay. So if he's from UNC in the first round, no. Maybe in the second or third, you can get some great value or something, but. You know, I like I I pay attention to track records, man. I pay attention to track okay. records. LSU, Ohio State, uh, Bama, and that's it in, in my first round. Man. I don't want no Monty, guys. In the, I don't. I, Monty, I, I, you I are don't. you are psychotic, man. You're psychotic. Listen, I gotta hey, slide I, off. Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah. There's a method yeah. to my madness, man. You, you I, I'm to, sure it is. You have to get through the shock value of it. There's always a method to my bad and what I say because you're gonna look back. You're like, you know what, Gully, you know, Gully was right. You know, he he, he yeah. was right about it. But you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go through those. You gotta go through the shock value first, man. You gotta go through the shock value. You know, you got you got to. Man. Yeah, yeah, Monty. Listen, crack is <laughs> whack. Thank you for calling in, Monty. You oh, have yourself a good Joe, night. Don't Next do time, me like that, man. <laughs> I have a show, Don't do me I like that, Joe. I want to hear from you, okay? <laughs> Don't do me like that, Joe. I'm a savage, man. Don't do me like that, man. You are but, a hey, savage. I'm, I'll I'm give telling, that to you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Joe. I'm telling you. Like I'm, I'm right about Ohio State. We all we, we're gonna okay. whoop you guys. You know, blah, USC blah, blah. is average, and then we get some blah, Ohio blah, State blah. guys. At, we're Ohio State guys at on the best roster. We'll we'll win. Blah blah blah. Simple. All right. Listen, Monty, thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night. I got to slide off. That was Monty, everybody. There was a lot of takes spread in that one. The Jets' defense is an elite. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't get the ball out of his hands quick enough. I mean, wow. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? That's what you get when you get a lot of these. Ohio State representatives. We're going to keep it moving. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. All right? We got takes to hear. <laughs> Salutes to everybody in the chat. All of the savages. Rusty, 
Little Balloon, Salute's always good to see you in the building. Bree, another one of my overseas guys, Salute's to you as well. Captain K, everybody in the building. I see you, Venom G. Salute's as well to you. We're going to keep on moving on, okay? We got a lot. We got callers. We got to get this. Man, Monty is crazy. Next, we're going to Mike. We're going to Mike from Tom's River. Val, you'll be coming up next. New callers, hold on. We're going to Mike from Tom's River. Listen, for those of you that do not know, okay, listen, Mike, he's a savage. Mike, salute. I'm going to thank you for calling in tonight. Uh, Give me your thoughts, man, about uh, (laughs) this article that dropped from Rosenblatt and Rossini. What are your thoughts on it, and do you believe any of it, man? Let me start off like this. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Fulmati, crazy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do you you remember the... uh, do you remember the uh, the movie Old School when they were having the debate and the moderator goes, "We are just we are just stupider just for listening to that." Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, this is what Mike had to say. Listen, I respect it and love every savage. I, I, you know, Mati, that that take was crazy. You got some background noise there, Mike. If you could cut down the background noise. I don't know if you got me playing or you got me on mute. Uh, put that on mute, please. I'm sorry. It was um, I'm sorry. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Monty's got his takes, okay? He's got his takes. I respect everybody's takes. But, you know, like, you know, the savages, they're going to get at you. Now, listen, Mike, we, we've been talking tonight, and there's been a lot of things moving and shaking around here. Man, this, this report comes out, and there's a lot of Jets fans that are extremely upset calling for the firing of Robert Sola. They want him out of here after, you know, reading these things. What are your thoughts about those, man? Do you think it's warranted uh, from Jets fans to call or to scream for Robert Sutherland to be fired after this article comes out with a lot of bombshells in the report? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I don't. I don't trust what these these uh, inside reporters. You know, it's it's mostly fake news. They've been they've been wrong so many times. You know, it's like let it play out. You know, let's see mm-hmm. what let's see what happens. You know. Um, mm-hmm. If they did, if they did get rid of him, I would like to see uh, Aaron Glenn as head coach. I know there's a, you know, he's he's definitely, you know, a hot name in the league. He's doing his thing, but yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't think he gets fired, and I've talked about this multiple times uh, because of various reasons. Again, the Jets are on the cusp of being a Super Bowl contender, especially with Aaron Rodgers back in the mm-hmm. world, fully healthy. I don't think they're going to blow yep. any of that up. Um, just to placate to whatever. And I know that there's been reports that Woody Johnson is upset uh, that this report has come out. I've also heard reports that they, a lot of people view this as a personal dig at the Jets and that, mm. uh, you know, I don't know, some people are very upset in, in high places of the Jets uh, thing, and this could, you know, definitely jack up some things uh, with the media, but it, it's just, it's not happening. And if anybody should get fired, it's Nathaniel Hackett, and he's definitely not going mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, we're not going to make big sweeping changes um, unless mm-hmm. things completely fall off the rails the next season. So I'm right there with you, uh, Mike. But as we continue forward and look at this situation, man, do you think that Aaron Rodgers is enough to fix all of the offensive issues that we saw with the New York Jets? And even the stuff that we're hearing about 
the the issues with Nathaniel Hackett and his coaching style, lack of adjustments. Do you think Aaron Rodgers' presence on the field will fix these things and make them go away? Well, it's it's all it's all gas and no defensive breaks. <laughs> um, but I think Rodgers will say that because Monty, unlike Monty, Aaron Rodgers gets rid of the ball really quick. He can be a defense. He's another coach on the field. Yeah, he does. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that. Man. And in AT, and ATV, ATV, he had two fluke injuries, the, the, uh, the tricep tear and, and Achilles, you know. But yeah. I tell you what, we can get him on the cheap when he when he when he signs, you know, and then we'd have uh, mm-hmm. incentive later deal, you know, where if he plays so many games, then he gets paid more and more and more. I think that'll work out really great for us because ATV mm-hmm. is awesome. He's awesome. Um, yeah. I now, think, I think. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You said you think what? Um, it depends on free agency who we could pick up for like left tackle or right tackle, you know, like Smith from yep. Dallas. Yep. Um, I would go either if he's available, the wide receiver from Washington State, Oduza, whatever whatever his name is. Yeah, I, I think up, I know who you're or, talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the tight end from Georgia, Bowers. You know, I would like to say. Oh, listen, I, I know a lot of people are talking about Bowers. Um mm-hmm. And I've said this before. There, I don't think there's any way that you could end up with Bowers. And it, it's two two things for me. And the, the guy you were talking about, Rome Oduza, he's he is really really good. Um, he's a good wide receiver. I can't see a reality where the New York Jets have a. And I mean, I, I won't say I can't see a reality, but I, I just don't see how the New York Jets solve a lot of the issues along the offensive line in free agency. I don't see it, right? Especially if we're talking about getting rid of Lake and Tomlinson, which every Jet fan that I've talked to wants to have happen. <laughs> All of them. I haven't talked to one Jet fan that isn't like, oh, yeah, uh, Lake and Tomlinson's gone. So that's three spots. That is true. That's actually, true. Yeah, actually it's four if we're adding, you know, hey, we got to get a backup for ATV just in case, right? But there's gaping holes at left tackle, right tackle, and left guard if you're getting rid of Lake and Tomlinson. So mm-hmm. i look at it like this. Bowers, is he a great player? Yes. I want to put this out there. I, great. Listen, Bowers is, is, is going to be a good tight end in the league. I think he'll be phenomenal. Here's my problem. We already have four tight ends that we don't utilize, right? And Conklin, mm-hmm. uh, Conklin, Jeremy Ruckert, uh, C.J. Uzama, who, who knows what his, the future is with him. He's garbage. But did you guys even for, forget uh, Zach? I don't want to say his last name because it's YouTube and they get crazy. But Zach K., the big tight end from ODU that we got. <laughs> yeah, Remember yeah. the love affair? Yeah, listen, uh, Mike, YouTube, he's a project, he's very a sensitive. Yeah, he's a, but remember, oh, he's going to, what happened to the love affair with him? We already got four mm-hmm. tight ends that we don't utilize. Why are we adding another guy, especially due to the mm-hmm. fact that we see that even if a guy is receiving threat, right, like Garrett Wilson, we won't be able to mm-hmm. utilize him because nobody can block. We have weapons exactly. here already that we can't utilize effectively because our, our, our offense, and mainly our quarterback, doesn't have enough time to let anything develop because they're running for their lives. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Bowers, very attractive from a talent standpoint. I get it. Great tight end, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Won't matter because we won't be able to utilize him. The same way we can't utilize Brees Hall, the same way that we can't utilize Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson would be open 
90% of the game, we can't get the ball to them because our, our quarterbacks are running for their lives because nobody can block. I, I get it, but I don't want to hear about a tight end being drafted because we need offensive line help like never before, and this is a must-win year. We have to be close or make the playoffs, and we're talking about Super Bowl already. We cannot take mm-hmm. a luxury. And, and listen, tight end position, he's great tight end, but he's a luxury. When you look at what we need, he's a luxury. He's not a necessity. We don't need another tight end on this team. Everything you guys talk about, and, and again, I talk to a lot of Jets fans. A lot of the things that people talk about when they talk about Bowers, I heard a lot of that when we drafted Jeremy Rucker. I heard that Jeremy Rucker was the mm-hmm. best tight end in that class and that he was going to come in and completely change the way the Jets were moving. And, I mean, he is good. We've seen him do a lot of great things for the New York Jets. And I think he's going to be great as we continue on. But we don't need another tight end. That's just, that's just my take on it. What are your thoughts? I hear. I, I totally agree with you. I, I like Jerry mm-hmm. Ruckert. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be good. I think he's going to be really good um, because he, mm-hmm. can, he can pass, catch, and block. You know, he's all around mm-hmm. by then. Um, I mean, if, if they go the other way for the offensive line, like they're, I would go with Joe All, you know, uh, yeah. Hopefully we get him, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're pick, protecting um, the kid from Oregon State, the Fuana, whatever he is. Fuaga, the right, Fuaga. Yeah, the right, the right, right tackle. But they're saying that he's mm-hmm. he's going to be a guard. He's going to project to a guard, you know. I mean, maybe you can kick him to the left side and, and get rid of Tomlinson, you know, get rid of that money. I mean, we we can see. I, like I said, I, I think he's a guy that can stick out there. But there's other tackles as well. Uh, in the draft, that mm-hmm. that could be there. Mims is another guy that I think could end up mm-hmm. we could end up taking. I, I honestly think Fasanu could be there, but I think that he's probably going to be the last guy after Alton Latham to be taken mm-hmm. before ten. So if if Fasanu is there though from Penn State, I'm taking him, right? But Talisa mm-hmm. Tuaga, I think is he's going to be a guy I think could end up playing could end up playing tackle at this level. I think we could put him out there, but Mims as well. But I, I think a oh, lot of people are losing definitely. sight because. Yeah, it's it's paramount that we protect Aaron Rodgers. It's paramount. You can't have another season like you did this year. You can't. Because if everything (laughs) falls apart, there's going to be huge, huge issues here with the New York Jets, Mike. Listen, and I hear you. So my final question, before I let you go, Mike, because you've really been bringing the fire tonight, Jermaine Johnson makes the Pro Bowl, man. What are your thoughts about that? I I love it. I loved it. I didn't watch the, the skills competition. I wanted to watch the dodgeball, but I missed it. It's going to come on tomorrow, I, I believe, on ABC. Um, I think it, I think it's just, it's just the beginning for him. You know, I, mm-hmm. he, he's going to be. I think they should lock him up like like next year. Give him an extension. You know, lock him up before he gets expensive. You know, talk about it because uh, Bryce Huff, <laughs> he ain't going to come cheap. Listen, Mike, this is phenomenal discussion with you. I got to slide off. We got callers. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You always bring some great takes. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. You have yourself a good one. Listen, Mike calls in with some fire. Listen, I'm telling you all, the savages, they don't they don't hold back for nobody. I'm not safe and neither is anybody else. They don't like your take, they're going to let you know. That's why I love them. <laughs> the Jets don't have an elite defense. And Aaron Rodgers can't get the ball out of his hands fast enough. This is crazy. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Next! I'm going to Val. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. We're going to Val, and the shenanigans have begun, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that do not know Val, he's a savage. <laughs> Val, you are here. Oh, man. <laughs> Let the craziness begin, okay? Val, we have been talking all night, a lot of great takes going back and forth. People, you know, saying all kinds of different things, their views on the team. I know you know about this report, okay? I'm asking everybody mm-hmm. about it because I want to hear all Jets fans' opinions. How much of this report do you believe? And what is your stance on Robert Sella? Should he be fired? Oh, because man. a lot of Jets fans are screaming <laughs> that he should be fired because of, this, because of what came out in this report. Give me your thoughts. Oh, well, everything was so positive. Everybody's just moving on to the next season. We're going to just totally forget about last year that they completely punted on the season, and we were not going to fire <laughs> nobody. How is that turning out so far? It, it's just like, man, I, I've been saying this, but listen, to answer your question, it's definitely like 90%, 95%. I definitely agree with it. I mean, even to the point that you, you didn't bring up, um, even he said that it would be a miracle if Zach Wilson could get even eight wins. I mean, it just shows you yeah, that he doesn't Yeah, that was really an article trust. too, yeah. Yep, he, he doesn't really trust in Zach Wilson like we thought he did, as he always says at the end of every game, because obviously this is the guy that he benched four or five times already, and this is the number one, second pick of the draft and stuff like that. So obviously you can see that he didn't really trust in um, Zach Wilson like that as well, too. As I've been saying, Robert Sutton really felt that way. You should have re-signed Mike White and either, you know, move on from Zach Wilson if that's his power, if, you know, he was capable of doing that because, you know, how that goes, you know, with, when it comes to management and everything like that. And also – Aaron Rodgers being the uh, what is it what they said the association of the um he, he of the was, GM he's the, he's the general no he's the general he's the acting, general he's the actual general manager for the Jets right. Aaron Rodgers is exactly and Joe Douglas and Joe is the Douglas assistant is general manager GM. exactly he's really the assistant GM exactly yeah so that's what I was saying like is that's basically how it's been running I mean we've been hearing um Aaron Rodgers every week when he's on. Pat Mastery, and he's always talking about the team, and we just never hear from Joe Douglas, and Joe Douglas is just in the background, and we're getting all these Packer guys, and I'm just like, okay, we got Cobb. I'm like, we didn't really need Cobb. We could have at least got somebody else and stuff, but I understand you want that mentorship and stuff to, um, you know, help with the scheme and everything for the young guys and to get them up to speed, but it's just like we could have definitely used that, you know, to, um, that, that roster spot for a different – wide receiver that was much younger and that could have been way more capable because it was just ridiculous. He was getting 44 snaps and Hardman, he barely even touched the ball at all. And as soon as we got rid of Hardman, all those snaps went away from Cobb and he was just sitting on the sideline. So it just didn't make no sense of how things was going. And Daniel Hackett, oh my God. I mean, if that's not true, I mean, what have we been seeing this whole, you know, this whole season? It's just like it's been the same simple plays that everybody could scheme up and, you know, could definitely see that it was just bland and they was banking on, you know, um, Bulls 
um, to be the person to really show that he knows the system in and out, and that was a complete failure. As I've seen in the preseason mm-hmm. that he was not that guy, as soon as he got out there, it was just terrible. We couldn't even score at all, even with Zach mm-hmm. Wilson or even with um, Bowles as well, too. So, yeah. Tim Boyle, so, yeah. Tim Boyle. Here's the thing, and I and I want to give I want I want to give the other side of the argument, right? Now, <sighs> look, I look at it like this, and I and I hear a lot of what you're saying. <laughs> and I, I do, I do, and I and and I I understand why you know some people look at it this look at it the way that they do. Um, Sulla didn't, according to the article, like you said as well, he thought it would be a miracle. Uh, for them to get to eight wins with, with Zach Wilson. With Zach yeah, Wilson. because Zach Wilson was struggling with the, especially with the offensive line and everything. And, and, and I did talk about, again, he blamed Zach, the O-line, and the wide receivers for the offensive struggles. But, I mean, at that point, they were already into the season with Zach Wilson. You know, they were already there. We we saw them. Um, of course, Mike White, like you said, walked away in free agency and ended up with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me tell you something, man. Tim Boyle, I think they really looked at him as he was going to be the guy. But we knew that Tim Boyle was trash because he was trash all the time. He was trash. He was trash. Yeah, he wasn't even like. But why we see this, it, it was but crazy. they don't see this, though, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my problem with this. That's my problem with this, Joe. Why do we see this on TV, but they're live at the game and they they don't make no change? That's my problem with this yeah. team right now. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. Dwayne Brown, you called that from the uh-huh. summertime to the season. And he was like, man, this is a real problem. But they didn't make no adjustments <laughs> until he got hurt. That's when he was like, you yeah. know what? Let's put Makai back yeah. in since he's been arguing with us since the whole summer. Let's put him on the left <laughs> side. And then it's been good ever since until towards the middle and the end. But other than that, yeah. it was a better adjustment. It's, this is my problem yeah. with this coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. This is like, come on. Listen, this is the coaching staff that we're supposed to go to the Super Bowl with. It's crazy, yeah. man. And at, this is and this this is what's crazy is that's why I'm telling y'all nobody's going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to get fired. I completely agree. No with one's going to get fired. Yeah, I, yeah, no one's going to get fired. And I keep I, telling Jets fans that I truly do not believe that anyone is going to get fired. First off, if they were going to do it, it would already happen because Black Monday yeah, came exactly. and went. That's when everybody was mm-hmm. getting fired. Nobody's got I mean, fired. people did get Now, we'll make, yeah. some, we'll make some positional changes with, like, some coaches, some assistant coaches. Like I said, we got uh, Sean Jefferson in the building. We were able to get in uh, Tony Dews as well. I think that those mm-hmm. guys are going to help Nathaniel Hackett within the game planning. That's usually what happens on the offensive side of the ball, um, even, in, let, let, even with the Chiefs, right? Even with the Chiefs, Andy Reid, it's not just him – and like the offensive coordinator. No, they have they, – they help with their positional coaches. That's why their coaching tree is so strong. Like guys like Matt Nagy and all these guys go places and do all – because they, they are all tied in. Now, of course, Andy Reid and the old coordinator, they make their decisions. But right. that's the kind of the same thing that we, we – I think they're going to be doing here with Sean Jefferson, Tony Dews. They're going to bring in these fresh guys, fresh eyes that are going to say, hey, we should be doing this, do that. Let's utilize players in this way. We could do this with the play call, all kinds of things, on top of the fact that I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to play a big part. And that's where I want to go with you, Val, because you have a lot of takes, man. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers, the presence of him healthy, is going to fix a lot of the issues that we're seeing? along the offensive side of the ball with play calling, coaching. Do you think that his presence healthy on the field will kibosh all of the issues that we have along our offense? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely right. This is a 53-man roster, and this is an organization that has to be, you know, right, you know, on the same point of the team and stuff like that of us to succeed. And from the top to the bottom, it just has it. It's just basically we're putting a rubber. Um, we're basically putting a bandaid on a, a sinking ship, basically. And I just feel like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he's a good quarterback. He still has to show that he is that guy. You know what I'm saying? Even though I understand mm-hmm. what you'd be saying, of like he's the best quarterback that we ever had. You know, which is yeah. true. But he has to do that. Mm-hmm. He has to perform that in a Jets uniform as well, too. We got to see what type mm-hmm. of player we're getting out of him as well, too. And, you know, we got to see if, you know, he's still that same player because that's still a question mark as well, too. But I just feel like the, t- the offense will look a lot more better, and I do believe we're going to score a lot more points, of course, with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers and a capable quarterback. But we have to protect him, and that's the main thing about it. But to answer your question, yeah. I would say we have to all around have to get better as a team. Mm-hmm. It's not just one player. No, yeah. I mean, you're talking that talk. Listen, we're talking about the offensive line. I want to go there with you. When you look at this O-line, man, what are you doing to, to fix it, man? When you look at a lot of the Ooh. issues that we have at this, <laughs> at this oh, point, man. there's a hole there at left tackle. Are you bringing Makai Beckham back? Are you moving on from Lakin Tomlinson? What are you doing with ATV? Are you keeping him at right tackle? Are you moving him somewhere else? I mean, what are you doing, Val? What what is just oh, just man. sitting here right now spitballing? Where do you start? What do you kind of do to to get this offensive line up to snuff to properly protect Aaron Rodgers? This is this is going to be a kind of a problem right here because I hate to say it, but if we don't get the the much capable that we could get when it comes to like uh, offensive line, we might have to put ABT at right tackle again, which kind of mm-hmm. sucks because I would really like him out. Right guard is only, um, you know, it's best for him because that's his actual position and stuff like that. And I will mm-hmm. say, like, um, Makai Becton, I don't know if they're going to move on from him or they're going to keep him because, again, we didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so he's free to go. Or, you know, hopefully we could get him on a cheap and cheap, but he's probably going to look um, towards, you know, free agency or something like that to find out a better situation, but, you know, he does have the relationship with Aaron Rodgers, so hopefully he could sway him to stay and stuff. So, But that would be as best. But, again, he has health issues as well, too. And mm-hmm. the, the only bright spot I see right now is AVT and Tipman right now is, like, basically the bright spots right now. And Lincoln Thomason, I don't know if we're going to move on from him, but we definitely do need to. But that's going to cost us, okay. I think, $10 million. Yeah, I think uh, that was like a good. No, I think he's. I think his. Uh, so his. Um, his he has no guaranteed money, and it would actually oh, save us thirteen million if we do it post June first. Oh, here it so it'll save us thirteen million dollars. Oh yeah, then get rid of him. Absolutely, mm-hmm. move on from him. And um, <laughs> and this is the this is my only problem, Joe. Like. You know, all the stuff that is coming out is as 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 glad as I am is that it, everything is coming out is also mm-hmm. bad at the same time because free agency, as we're listening to this, the people that are hitting free agency are listening to this as well too. And we were just uh, a destination for free agents to come here, so now everybody's mm-hmm. seeing that there's turmoil 
and they just seen this past season how, you know, players are coming out and saying that, the you know, the offense is lackadaisical, but the defense is really mm-hmm. good, which is the bright spot of the situation. But you got a coach mm-hmm. that might not be here next year, and you have a GM that might not be here <laughs> next year as well, too. Because, again, they're all on one-year deal. They're all on a hot seat. It's not a guarantee that they're going to be here. And Aaron Rodgers said he's only going to play for two or three more years, possibly, because, you know, like I said, the 2022 class, that class is coming up. That's going to be their end of their contract for three more years mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we have we have a small window. That's why I said we mm-hmm. have to really, really be very focused because Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, everybody, you know, they're all on rookie deals Talk right about now. It. We have to take advantage right now. If we don't yeah. take advantage, we're going to lose this out on this opportunity of hitting that home run in 2022. So hopefully, and I'm just hoping that things turn around as well too. But and yeah, man, I just uh, and I, I just basically feel like that for the offensive line. You know, to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen that that was that was a great take, and especially when you talked about how. There are players outside <laughs> of this locker room that are free agents that the same yep. way we can hear and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or, of course, you know, they can they can read this report as well. Now, again, I, I'm not a guy that believes in this report as much as others do. Again, I'm not disrespecting, disrespecting, excuse me, Rosenblatt or Rossini. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I don't believe as much as others do uh, about this report. Okay, I think there are some things that in there that are – that are true, but the, the bulk of it, I don't. And then some of this stuff, again, is stuff that we've heard before that has been, you know, poo-pooed. We heard about Oh, and I also forgot to say to last time, too, not to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that Beckham came out two two weeks ago about the recruiting process as well, too, how they were just like, mm-hmm. you know, not really caring that if he came or go and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just like the recruiting process as well, too, it has to get it better as well, too. Because well, if we're coming out like that. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. What? Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, and I hear, and I heard that. But here's the deal: they offered him a contract, and they were all pretty yeah. much pretty much locked in, right? We all heard about that, and we I think we heard from o, Odell himself, where he called them once Baltimore made the offer that they did. He called mm-hmm. the Jets, and the Jets were like, "We're not matching that. Like, we're not going to spend as much as Baltimore did." And honestly, like. I mean, you look at Baltimore's last game, and it's no disrespect. Odell's still a good player. Like, he's still solid. But, bro, there was no way the Jets were going to pay him that much. He didn't do anything in the last game for Baltimore at all. So, it's like, I I get it, but Joe Douglas has been known for being a stickler. (laughs) Yeah, that get six – Joe. Come on. Six times you run the ball in that whole game, and (laughs) Dalvin Cook didn't even get no touches. Oh, my God. <laughs> they was treating Lamar Jackson like he was Tom Brady. He had oh man, let's not even get into that, man. Listen, Six times listen, he run the ball listen. That game after the Buffalo Bills ran it through that defense the whole time, and you don't yeah. run the ball. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, I, listen, listen, Lamar Jackson is amazing. Okay. But there were some things that's, that's gone on over there, okay, with the Ravens. I don't want Ravens fans in my DMs. I'm not disrespecting y'all unless we playing y'all and you disrespect me. But, man, let me right. tell you, they got to get it together over there. But either way, anyway, um, yeah. you look at the situation. Of, Joe Douglas has been a stickler. He, he's already shown he's not going to placate and bend over to any 
uh, free agent whatsoever. So it's, it's not happening. Like either you're going to come in for a solid deal or you're not. And that's what makes me very, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how he deals with the free agent offensive lineman this upcoming uh, yes. free agency in March. Because let me tell you something. There's a good chance the Jets might not come out of there with anybody. We might actually Oof. go into the draft needing a left tackle and a right tackle. We I'm, might I'm have just to saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I'm, I'm keeping it all the way real because let me tell you something. The Jets, I think, currently have like $16 million. I know that they can cut a lot of people and, and get a lot of guys in and stuff. But guess what? The guys you cut, you got to replace them with somebody, for those of y'all exactly. that don't know that. <laughs> you got to replace them with somebody. So the money you gain, that you got to pick pick that up. Never mind the fact that hey guys, anybody know that we got guys out there that we need to resign. Like I know some people don't like Jordan Whitehead. I would like to bring him back for the right price. Okay, so that's a safety, and that would be a starting safety if you let him walk. That's a starting safety. So I think mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead, Jordan Whitehead, we need to bring back. Anybody want to talk about Morstead and Greg Zerline? Bro, our, our, our special team is phenomenal this year. We I'm saying. That is important. Bruh, he literally he won us the Commander's game. <laughs> yeah, he won, he won us the Commander. If it wasn't for him, we would have lost to the Commanders. And they are garbage. Exactly. We would have lost to him. We literally we won games because that, of him um, and his legs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cra- so those two guys you need to bring back. But by the way, the biggest is Bryce Huff. I don't know if y'all know oh, this, bro. Man. And I know Je- I don't understand why Jets fans don't aren't getting this. Hey, Bryce Huff is grading out as one of the top pass rushers in all of the league, not just with the Jets, in all of the league. He's his get off, the pressures, the hurries, it's all there. Okay, ten point five sacks, I believe, this year. He led the Jets in sacks. If you think that Huff is going to resign. For a cheeseburger and a half-drinking Gatorade, you're out of your mind. This man is going to get paid. And oh, let me tell you something. Paid. If 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 you don't come with the bag, he didn't already let it be known. He hasn't, like, yeah, said. He, he, he let hasn't it be known. He's not taking a home discount, discount. Yeah, he's already let it be known. I'm not taking a home, as he shouldn't. He shouldn't take a hometown he discount. Shouldn't. He that shouldn't. means you're going to be paying him in free agency. And trust, if you don't, someone else will. And if we're talking about let Bryce Huff walk, okay, cool. Jermaine Johnson, seven and a half sacks. This year he looked good. He's going to the Pro Bowl. But after him, you don't have any proven pass rushers. I love Will right. McDonald. I think he's going to be great. But he's not proven. Just not as proven as Bryce much. Huff. Yeah, we have yeah. Exactly. I, and I like that Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald is going to be working out this, uh, this offseason. And I heard that. I, I that's, hope that's they good. do. Because, yeah. because if Bryce Huff does not return, the pressure for – Will McDonald to step up and be that guy is going to be a myth, especially when you talk about going to the Super Bowl. What about Carl Lawson? Are you willing What's going to go? On with that are you willing to go into Kansas City, uh, Philadelphia, all these oh, other man. top teams with just two pass rushers? You think that's going to get no. it done? You think two guys are going to just? Oh yeah, uh, what is, Lamar Jackson. You're not going to have no problem chasing him with just two guys. Huh? Are you crazy? <laughs> are you crazy. And by the oh, way, we talk about man. Will McDonald. He barely played this season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was deactivated like the first couple of games of the year. Like, what about anyway, Carl Lawson? I'll let you. I'll give you the last word, Val. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, I was going to ask. What, what about Carl Lawson? What's going on with that situation? Carl Lawson is more likely gone. He's going to get cut. He didn't even play okay. most of this year at all. He was yeah, deactivated he most of the year too. He's probably gone too. Line. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we might That's as it. well just re-sign this man on Bryce Hoff if we're gonna do that. You, you know, because we're you gonna don't get rid have of that I, contract. In my personal opinion, you don't have a choice. If we're talking about Super Bowls, if we're talking about winning the Super Bowl, at this point, it goes through Kansas City. Ask anybody that has faced that man out there in Kansas City what it's like. Ask any, ask the Buffalo Bills why they went and got Von Miller. Ask them. Hmm. I'll give you the last word, Val. We're short on time. Quickly, we okay. got to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, we got to bring back Bryce Hoff. I, I totally agree with that. Listen, Robert Sala, listen, he, his record is 18 and 36. He has not been a good head coach so far. He has a lot to work on. This is his last year, hopefully, you know, but I will yeah. say hopefully he turns it around as well, too, and mm-hmm. Joe Douglas as well, too. And, you know, and I and I forgot what the other guy's name was. He was saying that the, the defense is not elite. I'm like, wow. Monty. I, I couldn't believe Monty. Yeah, Monty. I'm, I'm Monty from Ohio. He's an Ohio State fan. Monty, that's the Ohio yeah. State fan. Yeah, <laughs> man, Monty, I can't believe you said that, man. Well, listen, they are ranked <laughs> third. They was ranked fourth last year, and they went up a, another point. I mean, you know, another rank as well, too. They're third yeah. overall. So I don't know where he was getting at with that because he definitely let – made a lot of elite quarterbacks look very below average or average at best. Yep. When they came yep. to MetLife where we was going against them, and it was only a few that, that got by and stuff. Due to the defense, you know, being tired out or being on the field like 80 to 75% of the time and stuff. So mm-hmm. you can't blame the defense at all this year. And what I would grade them, an A-plus for sure. I mean, no, I would grade them an A. A to A-minus yeah. as well. So because, you know, you, you can't do nothing with it when you don't have an offense to balance it out. And that's all mm-hmm. I got to say, Joe. Yeah, listen, I got to slide off, Val. You know they'd be hating on you, boy. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hear <laughs> all right, you man. Have it. a good one. You know, everything you're saying <laughs> and is definitely allegations. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> listen, I got to slide off. We got we to gotta close the show down because they're about to shut your boy down. Quickly, I want to say, anybody, any Jets fan that is pulling for Jamal Adams to be a New York Jet again, I, I think you're crazy. That man disrespected the team, the fan base, and I'm talking to everybody. Called Joe, Joe Douglas a liar and all. But listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me say this from my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Longview Show. So like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about the football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing what you folks think I do here on The Longview Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at The Longview Joe, at The Longview Joe on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You know, troll me no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have a beer Tucker jersey on at all times. <laughs> Fight on. He'll be back next year, okay? So please go ahead and troll me. We're under the bridge. Let's get it. I'm also on YouTube as well, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also give the videos a thumbs up. Share the videos across your social media with your friends and your family, all right? You're going to troll me. Hit the comments as well. And as always, people, when I see you in person, it is arms out, chest open. Arms out, chest open. Free hugs for everyone. Thank you, folks, for watching, listening in any way that you interact with your boy. You folks are the absolute best. Without you, folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you. You folks have a good one. Until the next show, peace.